In today's episode, we're going to talk about something that probably you have experienced in your life often and wonder why it happens. And that thing is, why is it sometimes so hard to receive? You want a life where you can fully embrace yourself. You want to live life on purpose and on your terms. You want to tap deeper into your soul as you grow into your purpose work and you no longer want to hide in the shadows. Hey, I'm Danielle Amy and I am obsessed with helping humans human. I am on a mission to normalize that we are here to feel, heal, experience, connect, and grow. I have transformed many darker sides of this journey into the most incredible life I could imagine. My ducks aren't always in a row. In fact, I think I lost one. But yet, I have created a beautiful family, comfortable lifestyle, and a freedom-based business along the way. All while learning to love and accept myself as a soul that's on a human experience. Through my intuitive teachings, real talks, and guest interviews, I can help you as we help the world to love ourselves just a little bit more. So hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. This is definitely a topic that is talked about because it usually revolves around manifestation. It revolves around businesses. It revolves around your love life. It revolves around life. And receiving comes in so many different forms. In in terms of, for me, I've always been a person that struggles with asking for help. That's an, that's an act of receiving, receiving the help of another person. And often the reason that we will not receive, we will not ask to receive, which could be asking for the sale, asking for the date, asking for the kiss, is hesitation from the limiting states that we feel about ourselves. And I know, I know, I understand that you probably are like, I'm always hearing about mindset or limiting beliefs. And everybody talks about mindset and limiting beliefs and changing your thoughts. So it's not so much ever, seriously. Uh, I feel the way that I have come to terms with mindset and the way that I've come to terms with receiving is the only way that you can get there is by figuring out where you currently are. And we talk about this a lot on the show about being honest with yourself. And it is imperative to every decision of every state of evolution of yourself because every time you shift and every time you pivot and change, it's not because you're pivoting away from ever having discomfort again or pivoting away from ever having another problem or another time of not wanting to receive. It's going to show itself in a different way, in a different form. So this time, the next version of yourself, it's more of the observation of how does this version of myself interact and engage in these particular situations? Does it have more tools to know how to resolve these situations and bring resolution to the struggle, bring resolution to the challenge? Okay. So again, I get it. It's redundant. And like for me, even for myself, like over the years, I I get in these moments where I get extremely just fucking frustrated. I mean, it's probably the best way to put it it, of the mindset stuff, like to where I'm like, I'm over it. Shut up already. Like just shut up. Okay, cool. Mindset. Yeah. Well, when you're not in the mindset to even receive (laughs) that you have to change your mindset, it's just not time. Okay. So if you are kind of in a, a state of darkness, like if you are a water sign, by the way, you may often tend to be a little bit more darker than other people, um, in the world. And it's something, instead of seeing it as something bad, it's something to embrace. It truly is something to embrace. And in fact, on that previous episode that I did, um, with Nicole, we, we talked about that very said thing. And then she quoted a Rumi quote that I didn't even knew existed uh, or 
passage uh, about the emotional state of being. So when we honor the emotional state of being, it, it legitimately harnesses the power to receive because you're acknowledging what you are in this moment. And, and in order to acknowledge what you are in this moment, it may not be what you want to be later on, but by acknowledging what you are today and honoring that being that is present, that might be feeling really super unworthy. And, and sometimes, yeah, it's true. I, I, I'm not going to say that these things don't matter or these things are not a part of the human experience in terms of past life, past life trauma, ancestral trauma, um, human life trauma, right? That happened through childhood or adolescence or shit, maybe a year ago for you, depending on what happened in your life. These type of things, do they play a part in who we become and what we're limited to? Totally. Why? Because they're in like a cellular memory. They're in our mind. They're in the psyche. They're retained somewhere in there. Again, even if it's just a cellular thing that remains through your body. So we have these things. We have all these things, which really all these things are, are just stories. A memory is just a story. A memory is just a thought of a story of an experience of your perspective of it. Because it's the same reason of why two people, especially if we go specifically into, say, an argument. um, This is something I experience often with my husband of we're very, very different. We're very, very different. So astrologically, human designly, humanly, personality based, we're very different people. And somehow we've been together 12 years. (laughs) But the point to it is, is there are times because we are so very different. We're very different in our communication styles. We're very different on our thinking styles and our absorption styles. Okay. So sometimes, and I'm super emotional. He's super not. And I'm, I can, although be very passionate and fiery, he can be more straight lined and aggressive, but calm while he does it. And I'm more expressive. So the expressive in me can trigger Um, his suppression inside of himself and then his authoritarian, um, you know, type personality that came through childhood bringing and military and all these other things that he's experienced in his life intimidates the living shit out of me, which then triggers my insecurities. So in turn, we may not actually be quote unquote fighting, but what we're trying to communicate isn't really being received And it's not being received due to the emotional state that's actually happening at that time. Okay. So I want you to now take that situation and I want you to realize that you do this on a day-to-day basis with your own thoughts of your own decisions that you're making. So if you're being triggered by something, it's not always like, oh, you're being triggered by something. Go work on your limiting belief. No, sometimes it's a matter of, just like I said, um, through astrology, I kind of, and actually even human design, I have kind of a pessimistic, a natural state of pessimism that, that resides in me. Does it mean that I'm negative Nancy all the time? No, not at all. Like I actually am fairly, I call myself more of a realist optimist about things. Okay. I am not an optimist fully, totally not because I'm more of a realist. Okay. And I'm not totally a pessimist because I'm more of a realist. So with that though, I've harnessed the polarity of myself. And so by harnessing the polarity of myself, I've understood myself better. By understanding yourself better, you then again have a better grasp at what you're looking to achieve and why it's not happening. So going back to the, the act of receiving, asking for help is often a thing of pride because then it makes you, it can trigger inadequacy. It can make you feel like you're not good enough. Somebody in your life, which was something for me, it was a story that I really was being told. It's not necessarily like, Oh, shame on her forever telling me that she's like Satan spawn. No, but I, I literally realized this not very long ago. In fact, that I grew up with my mom 
And, and then as I, especially as I got older and started having my own family, she, because of her, her limiting beliefs, her stigmas in her mind and her perception of life, she was like, oh, well, I just did it by myself. Well, I just figured it out by myself. Well, I didn't have anybody. So I just did it that way. And so I kept those things in my mind. And so, for example, when I was struggling with postpartum depression with my second child, I actually wasn't asking for help because the words sometimes that my mom was telling me, and I, I just came up took them inside as to be true to myself too, was like, well, I mean, I did it by myself. Never actually taking an account of her situation versus my situation, her mental state versus my mental state, the way that she absorbs life and the way that I absorb life. It wasn't honoring Danielle. I wasn't honoring myself. I was like embodying and attaching myself to somebody else's life. So when we're attaching ourselves to somebody else's life and somebody else's belief system, it in turn affects our own beliefs, okay? And therefore they can turn into become limiting beliefs, things that are states of limitation. But states of limitation are not like a barrier of failure. To me, they're an opportunity of success. And, and when limit limits are presented, when limitations are in front of you, you're being given this beautiful gift of observation to harness a new way to leverage life, to leverage you, to see beyond the illusion that has been presented. Because I feel like that's all that it's really showing you is like, hey, it's time to like see this in a new light. It's time to see this in a new way. And sometimes it is, it's uncovering that person's story or the dirty laundry, you know, even carrying around it. You realize like half the clothes in the closet wasn't even yours. So half the thoughts in your head may have not been yours all this time, but you've been feeling very obligated to wear the shirt because Aunt Martha gave it to you and you think the thing looks like a hideous rug and you'd rather like, you know, burn the bitch than wear it. Well, then go fucking burn the thing. Like you're not obligated to carry somebody's story. You're not, you're not. And then the things to remember is whether it's tying back in an ancestral thing or a galactic thing or whatever the hell's going on in a spiritual sense, we still need to come down to no pun intended, but come back down to earth. So you're here for the human experience, regardless of any kind of woo spiritual stuff that's going on in the back end. And here's this coming from somebody that's incredibly spiritually gifted and connected to the imaginary world in ways that is sometimes uncomfortable, <laughs> but I still believe in substance and I still believe in staying sound in self, staying grounded to where we are presently. So I want you to almost do this, like I'm making this up as we go. I feel like it's coming to me. If you can, if you're not driving, but even if you are driving, I want you to picture as if you're sitting down, because this isn't going to take away from your cognitive environment whatsoever. So keep on doing what you're doing. If you're listening while you work or listening while you drive. And I want you to picture and, or literally, if you don't already put your feet on the ground and I want you to see yourself anchoring into the earth. I want you to see yourself as you anchor into the earth you are putting the foundations of yourself down and you are very tall and very sound. And it's like a flagpole. They're very, very thin and can be very tall. Right. But like if the foundation set, right, those things do not move no matter how much the wind blows. Right. Okay. What element of the flagpole when a flag is put onto the pole is actually movable that can actually get damaged, the flag itself. So I want you to see you as the pole and the flags that can be put upon the pole as the thoughts that you think. So majority of the time in the, in the right conditions, the flag will stand nice and tall 
and wave itself out there in the, you know, the wind. Um, and it, it varies, right. Depending on the, the wind dispersion that, that is occurring. So over time though, that brand new pristine flag, if not checked upon, if not respected, if not noticed or taken down in, in, in terms of recognize that all environments are not suited for it, eventually it can become very ragged. It could get ripped. If you have a hurricane or a tornado comes through, right? Or sometimes at least lately with the crazy weather we have, it's not either of those things, but we got some strong gust of wind that's coming on through. So what I'm getting at here is I want you to realize that even though you may have done these things, okay? So where you feel like the tall pole and you're, you, you did every bit of work to make sure that foundation was solid, you still have to work on the components that comprise that thing, you know, just like the, the foundation of a home, which if your foundation is made out of concrete like mine is, if we don't actually take care of the rest of the stuff, although the foundation is super important and often talked about the first thing needed, which in which it is, if we're still not worrying about and focusing on everything else that still sometimes needs some tune-up, sometimes needs to be protected or needs to be updated and enhanced, like eventually they're going to fall to the ground too. And they're going to start not working, AKA they're going to start not receiving. So what am I getting at here? Yes, there is something inside you somewhere, whether or not you want to admit it, that tells you that you're not good enough for it. There's something inside you that tells you that you're unworthy of it. There's something inside you that is dimming your light and you will not receive. And it could be clients. It could be being seen, feeling unworthy to be seen, unworthy to be heard, unworthy to ask for help, unworthy of having love, unworthy of, we could go on for fucking days. So acknowledge in the moment, it doesn't mean that because you relinquish feeling unworthy for one thing that you now are feeling worthy of all things, but work on one thing at a time, get to the root, okay? Get to the foundation, create the stable flagpole. And then it's the continuous effort through time. Doesn't mean every single day we're going out there checking on the flag. Now there are some people that legitimately raises and takes the flag down every single day, but we're not talking about that unless you want to, because that might work really well for you. I'm a type of person, a little bit more random than that. Can't do the daily thing. It becomes very monotonous for me. I'm not a monotonous type of person. I've learned me in my way. I am way more spontaneous and I'm way more random that works best for me. There are moments where structure and monotony to some degree works, but it usually still carries variables. And, and the more you get to know yourself, the more you understand how you're going to receive. You understand that you're the type of person that prefers. It's not always a limit. Sometimes you prefer pausing before something big comes. You might be a person that prefers a little bit more excitement and what some might call drama or chaos in your life before you receive something peaceful. I don't think that every time that somebody is receiving from that point that that's something that you necessarily have to change. Often the people that is really like harping down your, your throat of that, oh, it's a limiting belief. You must change this now. It's so wrong. It's so bad. Whenever somebody's delivering shame upon you, that's their own insecurities. Okay. So there is no one way to do life. There is no one way to receive, 
But when you learn yourself, you learn how you like to receive. You learn why you don't like to receive. You learn why you haven't been receiving. The more you get to know yourself, the more you understand your personality and the dynamic of the complexities that you carry, yet simplicities that lie before you, the more you can execute out in life. So in this moment, going back to that grounded state, I almost want you to just tell yourself, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I think you're so limited. I'm sorry that I think limitations are so bad. I'm sorry that I've taken every aspect of you that halts, pauses, and freezes as something that's the enemy. Maybe you're trying to show me something deeper inside myself and I just haven't been really giving you the time of day to notice Damn, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I don't honor all parts of me. I'm sorry that I think the happy-go-lucky manifesting part of me that has $11 billion and the love of my life is more amazing than the one that got hurt yesterday emotionally because somebody didn't open the door for her when her hands were full of so many things and they even made eye contact and just walked away and hurt her feelings. Why didn't you notice me? Why didn't you see me? And instead of being like, oh, that doesn't matter. Move on. Your feelings don't matter. Just move on. Nobody's saying to sulk in it. And I'm not telling you to then go freaking go get it, you know, notarized and put on a billboard and talk about it for 16 years. I'm saying at least give yourself the, the grace, the compassion, the permission, the seat at the table to say, hey, hey, friend, hey, you, hey, part of me, come sit down. Are you having a hard time? Is this really hard for you to experience? Is this really hard for you to have? Are you scared? Hey, let's talk about that scared or that fear. Not that scare, but let's talk about that fear. Let's talk about that hesitation. Let's talk about it. I want to get to know you in a new way because you might, you might teach me something even though I'm here to teach you and I'm here to walk your walk and talk your talk. I may be able to help you. As you help me, if we work together emotionally, all parts of myself, if, if we work together, man, we could really have an amazing experience, can't we? Because then we're truly embracing the aspect of polarity. And then we're really, truly embracing the aspect of receiving. Because sometimes receiving isn't always the pot of gold. Sometimes we're receiving the thunderstorm, but without the stigma, without the shame, without the constraint. You receive it with full openness and appreciation that you are, in fact, on the human journey. So if you still are struggling with your mental state, if you're still trying to figure out, Danielle, I, I feel like I still need more to maybe see that or have that conversation with myself, feel free to reach out to me, DanielleAmy.com. Come to Shivaluna, come to our collective group, and we will give you that permission. We will set that stage for you to openly express yourself in ways that you may not know how to do individually. Sometimes we do need another person to help guide us internally, but it's not the outside source that's the solution. It still brings us back to self. And just always remember, you're not alone. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Daring to Be Human podcast. Until next time, keep on feeling those feelings and expanding further on your soul journey. If you want more, head over to daringtobehuman.com for show notes, links to any resources mentioned in today's episode. And if you are looking to take your human journey to the next level, be sure to check out my private members community. The links are waiting for you at daringtobehuman.com.